Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Godzilla Pod War Hour. My name is Mike Kelly, and with us, as always, Nathan Allen Bear. How you doing, bud? Uh, happy and you know jovial to be here of my own free will. Uh... <laughs> oh, we have gathered here this evening to discuss 2018's uh, Godzilla City on the Edge of Battle which is, um, I believe, uh, a reference. That title it is a reference to the Harlan Ellison-penned uh, Star Trek episode, City on the Edge of Forever. And while I am in no way qualified to say, you know, what the best Star Trek episode or best Star Trek story is, because I haven't seen nearly enough of it, um, I can say that, city on the edge of forever that particular episode is extremely highly regarded and absolutely in the conversation of uh you know best star trek stories ever told now city on the edge of battle which is the second installment of the toho animated uh experiment um uh, which is a trilogy um the first film of which was released last year um in in japan and then uh this march i believe in yeah. uh on netflix which was that was godzilla planet of the monsters this uh is the follow-up to that which was released in japan in may i believe or, correct uh, yeah. yes something like that may 18th and it just came out on Netflix here in the States uh, last week, sorry, sort of dating the episode, let's say the uh, 18th of July, 2018. Mm-hmm. So um, this is the second installment in this series. Uh, director Koban Shizanu mm-hmm. uh, and another person. <laughs> The usual suspects. Usual yes. suspects. Yes. Um, sorry, we can say his name. Hiroyuki Shishita. Okay, we can say the guy's name. Uh, he directed the movie, so yeah, we can do him that kindness. They, they did the, the first one, and now they're doing the second. Mm-hmm. So, And I will say that this is like... Has there ever been a trilogy of Godzilla movies that were so closely interconnected where they are truly like three parts of the same story? Like the Back to the Future trilogy comes to mind where it's like everything's connected and the first scene of the next installment is is the last scene from the previous one and there's like there's no downtime. I think this is the first time that's happened. Yeah, even, I don't even think even the ones from the 90s, like there were some recurring characters, but there wasn't, yeah, yeah. there seemed to be at least some time in between each of them, uh, which is probably why <laughs> they didn't turn out so well, um, not to say that this is necessarily better, but maybe they're actually meant to be watched all together as one big story Uh and like all the cool stuff will be in the third movie that then 
retroactively makes these first two films watchable. Um, but you know, that's a big that's a big if. Yeah, <laughs> at a, this point, that's a huge <laughs> if that is a uh, monster-sized planet if. Right. If if you're two movies into a trilogy and you're still hunkering down to be like the third one's going to be good, the third one's going to be good. It's like eh, yeah. I don't know. Like I I've heard this uh I've heard this before. It was like remember when Attack of the Clones came out and it's like, "All right, this one's going to be darker, it's going to be grittier." And then yeah. that, you know, happened. Yeah. And then we're, ever all all eyes turned to uh you know the, the third one revenge yeah revenge of the sith and it's like okay well this last one's gonna be that's gonna be the one that's gonna make it good so yeah and it, it clearly didn't so like yeah. it's looking like all three of these movies are gonna be uh not that great no it, <laughs> uh we're, we're into the uh the passable uh godzilla <laughs> the the new passable godzilla franchise where it's like well okay it's Godzilla. Right. Uh, it's watch just, it. It's content. Yeah. It's, it's just new Godzilla content. Yeah. That's all it is. And it's like, there's just other better ones to, to watch with ideas similar to yeah. this. I mean, I will say that they're going really hard on the science fiction elements. Yeah. Um, which I appreciate to an extent. Um, most of the movie's problems can be attributed just to pacing, I think. And, I mean, also the characters' motivations are still a little vague. Because it's like, once you get back to Earth and, like, everyone can't, like, breathe unless they have masks on or whatever, yeah. then it's like, well, who, like, it, it's already over. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like if you can't yeah. if you're at the point where you have to walk around the surface of, of planet earth with um an oxygen tank then what are we fighting for like th that was the thing that that kept like coming i kept i kept coming back to over and over again and i never really heard anyone in the in the film address was like the the planet's surface is toxic now so even if Let's say they do defeat Godzilla, or what I think they're obviously teasing at is that they're gonna get Earth Godzilla to fight Ghidra in the third one, and like, yeah. and he's just gonna like go into the ocean or some horse shit. Yeah. Um, it's like okay, yeah, like you know they'll neutralize the threat, but then at the end of it, it's like w the Earth is still uninhabitable. Like you're gonna have oh, to go oh into my, a cave is is that those two girls those twins i'm making quotation marks because i know you can all see me um the, the, they're you know they keep talking about an egg so mothra is going to have to make an appearance at some point i'm just mm -hmm. assuming and then with its magical wing powder you know which is going to reference you know uh mothra v godzilla um it, it, it'll somehow detoxify the earth and it'll be breathable for everyone and it'll wrap it up in a nice bow uh, yeah that is exactly what's gonna happen in the third one isn't it yeah mothra is somehow gonna detoxify the the thing yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then humans and the haran or wh whatever they're called the the insect people other uh, problem ha yeah. ha hatua 
Hatua. H O U T U A. Hatua. Which okay. <laughs> sounds like so like a cartoon character <laughs> spitting. Hatua. Hatua. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my mind is gone. Um uh, yeah, no, that that's what's going to happen. Like, Ghidra's going to come out. It's going to be like when they introduced, like, a foreign, like, like when, when they're trying to get rid of, like, insects to, to stop eating the crops, they introduced a foreign, like, bug or bird or rabbit or something to right. eat the bugs, but then when all the bugs are eaten, then the rabbits or whatever turn. So Ghidra's going to do that. And the Hatura, or whatever, the spit takes... <laughs> <laughs> the spit takes are gonna are gonna be like no 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 you must trust Mothra and Mothra is gonna somehow defeat both of them while they're too busy fighting each other then detoxify the planet and uh, all yeah. will be well and humans and Hatura will somehow find it okay to mate with each other uh, okay so probably the main character and the nice Hatura are gonna like hold hands and like kiss you know, in, in as like the sun goes down, that's that's what's happening. Okay, that's what's going to happen. Don't you people, where this is going? <laughs> Don't you understand? So yeah, I mean that's clearly what's going to happen yeah. at the end of the third one. There's so many things that we need to address that we could address. I don't know if we have time for all of them. Let's start with um, the music. Uh, which I think is is fine, and this is something that uh, we I think we ignored last time or failed to mention uh, that it is Takayuki uh, Hatsori who's coming back, and he did the music for the last film as well. Uh, so this makes the fourth film, uh, Godzilla film, that he has scored along with Godzilla versus Space Godzilla and Godzilla Two Thousand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I don't. I don't think we mentioned that last time, and no, I don't so think we did. that was that was a oh. major <laughs> failure on our part due to really inexcusable laziness. Because we're only doing about five episodes a year. Um, so, in fairness, we did have to watch Planet of the Monsters, and I don't think you can come out of that without some sort of um, <laughs> mental hemorrhage. Oh God! Um, so, yeah, I think the only reason that we, you know, looked up this information now is because this movie is um, at least watchable. Yeah, no, it, um, this there's is... actually stories, some I interesting action. You know, when they're not plotting, yeah, uh, they, um... there's actually like, oh, okay, you know, something interesting. I mean, um, look, look, it changes in most godzilla movies godzilla destroys a, a helpless city excluding maybe destroy all monsters where there's like some rocket rocket things in the buildings but for the most part it's a defenseless city that just takes it that takes a beating whereas this it's like oh this is an intelligent city built that built itself up for the sole purpose to defeat godzilla <laughs> an earth godzilla <laughs> yes it's the at long last, Godzilla's yeah. opponent is a sentient city. City. <laughs> um, like, yes, I agree with you. This is this is a better movie. It's a more watchable movie than the first yeah. one. Um, they actually allow some of the characters uh, to talk, which is great. 
um, like they they allow uh, Yuko to to talk a couple of times, and it's really interesting seeing like. For example, hearing what her voice sounds like or seeing what her face looks like when her mouth is moving. It really mm-hmm. helps to add depth to that character, uh, which was something we just didn't get it in the first one. It's an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. And you and the last one was an hour and 20 minutes. And you could really cut out 20 minutes of just planning in the middle. Yeah. That Because like, there's about a 40-minute chunk of just a planathon, yeah. That's like, dear God. In um, in some movies that works, but just not here. You know, like Seven Samurai, for example. You know, after the samurai get to the village, there's a long portion where it's planning. But with that planning, you get to further know the characters, mm-hmm. their wants and fears. Uh, while they're building up this, they're turning a village into a fortress. Right. Um, there's it, like, there's something to be said as well for the characters developing and rehearsing and practicing for and preparing for the execution of the final plan. Yeah. Uh, off camera and and having bits and pieces of that availed to the audience via yeah. montage in a very concise way a right. film that makes excellent really superior use of this technique would of course be 1987's three amigos directed by john landis and starring uh steve martin martin short and mr chevy chase um that movie like they don't explain the la- like the final plan and it just happens you know mm-hmm. and there's other movies i guess where that's happened as well um but definitely not in this movie. This movie, <laughs> much like Planet of the Monsters, they go through... It's like a class. It's it's like... Uh, yeah. I really feel like if I watched this again and had to learn the specific science of all of this, I could actually do it because they do go through every piece step by step. Right. I do think we need to address the fact that this film was heavily advertised as a fight betwixt... Godzilla Earth and um, Mechagodzilla and oh, like yes. Mechagodzilla Mark IV, which basically looks like a Swiss Army knife with all of his accoutrement expelled yeah. from his inner carriage. So it's just a bunch of like flat edges in the shape of sort of like a duck. He doesn't really yeah. look like Godzilla at all. And they sold action figures of this Mechagodzilla uh, Mark IV. And they, he's on the posters, and like it, it never before has Toho promised something so specifically. Because it's not like there was a scene in the first movie, like a flashback, where it's like, oh yeah, Mechagodzilla was active and fighting uh, Godzilla, and then he got destroyed. Right. Where you actually got to see his whole body like moving. No, yeah. like all they showed from part one was just them like tr- trying, like flooding the starter <laughs> when they <laughs> twisted the key, trying to like turn them on and be like, well, I guess we fucking forgot to change the oil or, or whatever, you know? And like, so it's like, you, you've, we've never actually seen him. And then in this movie, yeah. the, the mobile Reedy city is constructed from his head. So it's like, he's just a head. He's just a broken yeah. head. So again, sentient. Yeah, that's that's still sentient, but like, 
um, that's that's false advertising. Like yeah. it's Mechagodzilla well, it City. Yeah. So, well, and especially with its original title, you know, puns aside, it, it makes you think like, oh, it's a it's a city that makes mechs, or and, like cyborgs. Yeah. That, like and, I said, and, which they kind of do. Yes, they update the the mech suits into these things called the Vulture or the Vultures because yeah. there's three of them. Um, but it's like, no, that's not that's not the same as Mechagodzilla. You know, and I I know this goes back, and I'm I'm being a bit contrarian, or like I'm arguing with myself to a certain extent, because I know on one of the episodes, I think it was the Godzilla against Mechagodzilla episode, I actually argued like, no, don't have Godzilla fight a a mechan an an exact mechanical double of him that could be defeated theoretically in fisticuffs have it be yeah. like a giant claw that just picks him up and shoots him into space i think is yeah. exactly what i said and this where he's he's fighting a, a giant sentient city is the closest like it's not as cool as him fighting Mechagodzilla, but it, logically it makes way more sense, I right. think. Yeah. Kind of. So well, this is actually sort of this idea. Kill Godzilla. It's like th this thing has only one purpose. It's huge. It's It dwarfs Earth Godzilla somehow. Um, you, you know, and um, so, so yeah, the fact that it's even bigger than Godzilla, and it's built with one purpose. It's sentient. It moves in weird ways, and it does produce the the vultures, kind of. Um, so yeah, I, I think the issue with it is that Mechagodzilla is never really the stake in Mechagodzilla movies. It's either the people inside or it's uh, a baddie. You know, in, in the first appearance, the first two appearances, when it's controlled by the third planet of the black hole. We don't. Mechagodzilla is the enemy, so we just want to see it destroyed. Uh, then in you know Godzilla vs Mechagodzilla two in the nineties, it's like okay, there are people inside, a whole Power Rangers like thing going on. Therefore, we're on their side because there are humans on the inside who are vulnerable to uh, you know attack, <laughs> can be killed, uh, and can't be brought back to life. Uh, and, you know, the same thing with uh, Godzilla X Mechagodzilla and Godzilla Mothra X Mechagodzilla Tokyo SOS, whatever. Um, yeah, it's the same issue. There are people on the inside, so that's why we care. Um, and with this, we kind of care because there are people in the city, but it's a huge city. And, like, when they're saying, like, oh, Godzilla's coming this way, this slow, lumbering beast is coming towards a gigantic city with plenty of escape pods i'm sure you know it's just kind of like again if the uh natives the moth people whatever if they were in there if that's where they lived and it had been built around them then the stakes would be higher because it's like oh no there's a threat you know right and this goes back to like the Odessa step sequence and Potemkin, you know, it's like, oh, there's a baby in a carriage. The mother has been shot and now it's bouncing down, you know, uh, you know, uh, some steps. Okay. That's, you know, we, you know, it's, you know, it's not, you know, oh, it's a baby. It's no, oh dear God, a child is in danger, you know? 
Exacto Mundo. Yeah. Um, we'll get back to that when we're <laughs> doing the autopsy of the plot. Yeah. Um, I did wa- also want to say that Netflix, once again, has been completely inconsistent with the rollout of how this film is to be perceived and viewed, meaning Godzilla colon Planet of the Monsters um, appears, if you go to Netflix right now, uh, as like episode one or, you know, season one, episode one, Godzilla Planet of the Monsters. And then there's like a couple of trailers for it. But like yeah. if, if you if you hit if you click on Planet of the Monsters, that's what you get. Um, and I just assumed this would just be episode two and it would just kind <laughs> of fit nicely into that little, you know, playlist or whatever. Yeah. Not so. When you find uh, City on the Edge of Battle, it's just like it's a regular movie. There's no uh, season one, episode one stuff. It's just like a movie. So it's like the people who were releasing this like they, they changed their mind. They don't even know what they're doing. They don't know what to make of this. Like so that's once again the Godzilla property is being handled haphazardly on the fly by people who clearly did not have a plan a consistent plan who don't really respect it. They're just sort of using it to cash in uh, the rabid fan base. So I noticed these things. I'm a, I'm pissed off by these things. So, as you should I, be. I like, uh, and it, who knows? They may be. Uh, you know, I don't know how Netflix works. These could be bots doing this. This could be an interpretation of a bot. You know, maybe a human wrote the copy of like the description of it, uh, and then maybe they sent it off to like a bot. And they yeah. assigned all that other stuff. Who knows? But yeah. this is the weird thing we're at now where we're talking about movies coming out via Netflix. Yeah. Eh, so I noticed that. That pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, you know, a Netflix bot would make sense because, you know, a, a bot would definitely approve a story about a sentient... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> The sentient city taking over and calling the shots? Yes.
And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to dissect the plot. Dissect is uh, is the appropriate word because this is no ordinary corpse. <laughs> I think I think <laughs> they actually say that line in this movie when they find uh, when they find Mechagodzilla. Um, so once again, it starts with the Netflix original series Insignia, you know, yeah. and which is weird because Toho made this, so whatever. Um, it kind of immediately sort of, I, I think the first thing is there's, there's maybe a slight recap of the first movie, but pretty much the first thing that I can remember is, uh, Haru, uh, waking up in like the, the little, like the, the hut or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, alone, alone, I think. Because, yeah, in the post-credit scene of the last one, uh, uh, Miana. Yes. Tina. Uh, Mi- Miana. Miana's the Miana. one that actually has lines. Yes, and then, the nice one. Right. Uh, yeah, not, not the one with uh, resting... Uh, <laughs> re- Nathan. Re- resting Nathan. Uh, Haratu face. Uh, <laughs> resting Haratu face. Perfect. Yeah. there we go uh anyways so he in this he wakes up and he's alone and um he immediately puts on like all his gear um and goes out to see what's up yeah does he does he scan for oxygen here and finds out he's okay or that's in once they get in the cave I, I remember I think something that's about that. The cave. Okay. Because um, then he goes out and he uh, because he's searching for not resting Haratu face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's searching for the nice of what is soon to be revealed two girls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Miana is Mia. the one that he's so. looking after, and I must say their little area here really reminded me of the um the eloy's uh sort of cliffside kind of bungalow setup from the the guy pierce remake of the time machine it's almost as if they lifted the production design directly from that movie because it's like sort of looks like the the kind of the village like from endor you know from return of the jedi the ewok village except it's on the side of a mountain but they're really only in that area for like a second so i don't know who lives there maybe that's just sort of like the outside area that's like the entrance to it's for the tourists yeah (laughs) it's like the gift shop yeah (laughs) when people go to like the hirota uh you know caves or whatever they uh exit through the gift shop and uh pick up some uh you know whatever beads yeah like a little little mothra eggs you know um it's got to be mothra right i mean yeah it's what else like toho toho has like weaned its kaiju like its featured kaiju thing down to it's now it's only ever mechagodzilla uh mothra rodan or Ghidra, and that's it and then also godzilla it's like yeah. where's baragon you know yeah. like where, where's veron yeah like, can we can we throw veron a bone for christ's sake like just bone. have him in a cameo just yeah. 
he could have been, instead of the dragons, he could have been, it could have just been a planet of, like, Ferrans that they just needlessly slaughter. Right. Uh, I would have loved that. Yeah. Like, but, real Toho monsters instead of dragons. Um, Dra- so, yeah. anyways, there you so go. He, he's searching for, sorry, name again, Miana? Uh, yeah, Mi- Miana is the, Miana. Is the good one. He's meandering around for Miena, uh when this is cross-cut so to, uh, I think it's companions who are uh, right. shooting mm-hmm. at uh, an unseen specter that is shooting arrows at them. And that's Maina. Maina. Yeah, which is the other twin who is like, yeah, shooting arrows at, at the survivors, which includes uh, Yoku, who is the female uh, lieutenant or whatever uh, yeah. from the first movie, and then also... Uh, the 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 Balsidian guy, uh, Mulu Ilu Galgu, which just sounds like it's just just nonsense. That's just a gibberish name. That's yeah. just gibberish. It sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger is trying to describe his favorite prop comedian from the 70s and he's like oh you have to go see uh, you know he takes uh, the fruit and watermelon and he smashes it with a hammer and all the rind and the, the seeds and the meat and these things go into the audience and they go ah, 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 and his name is uh, Malo Ilu Galga jingle all the way you know these things it's, it's, it's a difficult name to say it's a difficult yeah. name to hear additionally confusing is that his compatriot uh, whose name is Rilu Ilu Balubi, is looks exactly like him so much so that it looks like um, it's like a Street Fighter Two Championship Edition scenario where it's like it's the same character design except when you're selecting him, you just hit the A button instead of the B button. So now he's, you know, tan skin with gray hair instead of gray skin with tan hair. You know, yeah. it's like they look exactly the same. It's so yeah. lazy. Um, <laughs> and I guess they're like they're aliens or whatever. But like still, I did not know who was who. Yeah. For the entirety of both films. So was, well done. Yeah. Like just give one of them a ponytail or something yeah. or like a scar or an eye patch. For yeah. Christ's sake, give someone an eye patch. Characterization. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, simple things like that, you know. I mean, it's not art. Like, anime is uh, known for giving people, you know, they, they got an eye patch or a scar or doggy ears or, you know, big sword that gets bigger, you know, when they when they attack people with it. You know, just simple. I'm, Inuyasha, basically. It's like, you know who he is when you see him on the screen. It's that guy. Right. Um, it's where it's everyone here just looks like they went through, like, the, the weakest cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it look yeah, it looks like an animated or like an anime preset on like a shitty, like Mac animation program that you'd buy at Circuit City in like two thousand two. You know, yeah. it's like ooh, anime is one of the, one of the skins that you can have. It's like yeah, it's the it, it meets the most basic criteria of a character design, but yeah. maybe go a step further so you could tell the characters apart. That's all I'm yeah. saying. You know, little details like that. And it's sickening because their suits and all of their tech and their mechs and stuff are all, like, really have 
you know, one of the victories in these films thus far has been the the, the amazing like set design, costume design, and like the the tech uh, designs are like really cool, uh, yeah. if not slightly generic, but like like obviously they really spent a lot of time thinking about that aspect of it and no time at all thinking about thinking oh by the way the two bolsidians look exactly the same yeah and their names are gibberish maybe yeah. we should revisit that before we yeah. release this yeah um, maybe we should just call them Kletu, barada and nikto you know something smart like that just... how about kane and striker or something yeah. you know like like strike? two separate names it doesn't who cares so they go into the caves they're they're led by the uh hatua uh twins and they go into the caves and they meet the rest of the hatua now um who are all in like a kind of a shrine area uh, yeah inside of a cave you know because that that must be where they really live because uh they're never seen in that village again right uh so uh, again that village yeah yeah, the tourist trap. Um, so, so they're in there and they meditate uh, against a wall that is covered in looks like uh, Japanese, looks like uh, hiragana. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I guess that survived. And uh, then um, their species itself is questioned. Like, well, are they, yeah, yeah, I wanted to like talk about because they they communicate with. Uh, the the soldiers of which again there's like about fifteen or twenty of them but we only I can only name two at the, yeah. at the most. Um, they communicate with them, tell them who they are, tell them that they're the Haratu, uh, that they're the descendants of the people from this planet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which they you're right they do immediately question in the next scene. More on that in a second, but yeah. Um, I wanted to say, I was watching, once again, I was watching the English uh, dub of this film. Um, So, when the elders, I could kind of, like, understand what the twins were saying when they were communicating with the, um, you know, using telepathy. But when the other elders of the Hatua tribe were saying stuff, it, it was completely indecipherable. And like uh-huh. I, I, I do not know what they were saying, and I listened to it a few times, and it, it, you know, it didn't sound like Academy Award winning like screenplay material. It sounded like generic pap, uh, as is par for the course. But I, I still can't tell you what they were saying. Um, I think so, in that scene they were talking about because I saw the Japanese right. version with the subtitles. They were talking in metaphors about. You know the great beast and the sky and the egg and the you know they they were speaking in gibberish but it was metaphorical gibberish, um, <laughs> forgettable gibberish because it doesn't really help the plot. Uh, it um, what uh, yeah so then they're they're put into jail. Yeah, and this is where this is my first thing where i had to write down a note because it was so like what um where they they were talking about where the hatua came from where they evolved from now 
I, you know, I, along with, I'm going to assume most viewers would assume that these, these people were evolved from the humans that were left behind. I mean, I think that's pretty right. straightforward and they, their physiology hasn't changed that much over the last 20,000 years as from an evolutionary standpoint, it, it really wouldn't if we're going to actually put real science in here. But like, yeah, it's, that's a pretty, you know, point A to B. Oh, these were the descendants of the people who were left behind yeah. and they are now this and they can breathe on the surface of the planet and it's all it's all very open and shut. Not so the, the soldiers have this this talk in this like the jail or the cave the separate area from the chamber with the elders. It's look right. it also looks like they have a bunch of like munitions supplies there as well. Yeah. So it's uh, kind of a poorly thought out jail. Yeah. In in the English dub, their conversation really doesn't make any sense. They talk about, oh, do you suppose they were evolved from insects at one point? And I just don't even know why you would introduce that in the conversation. They they and every think, sentence is a self contained tribute to, to this sort of like mockery of science. It's and they're all there's, considering uh, these things very seriously. There is something, I believe it's known as convergent evolution, which is where uh, two species, two different species evolve similar looking traits. That's why there's like dinosaurs or reptiles from, uh, or yeah, aquatic lizards basically from way, way back that look very similar to dolphins and whales today, even though they're of a different species. However, uh, <laughs> How, yes, really go anywhere, it would be like nice that they expanded upon and would be like, oh, like they're the descendants of moths and, you know, they uh, were great big egg. Maybe that that's another guy suggests that they're evolved from lizards. Uh -huh. too. It's like that's how it starts off. They're like, maybe they're evolved from lizards. Maybe they evolved from insects. It's just like they're clearly just evolved from humans. What do you? Yeah, we don't need this additional complication here. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. Moving on. I, I just, just thought that was stunning. If they aren't human, they have to be moths because they have that sparkly shit all over them. And I'm just like, okay, is that like Mothra powder? Is that like special healing Mothra powder? <laughs> right. And again, there's been no confirmation that this is Mothra, but it's yeah. just like, of course it's Mothra. Yeah. <laughs> like they're twins. Big uh, twins talking about a big egg. Yeah, it's twins uh, talking about a big egg. A Hedorah's not going to be hatching out of that thing, okay? It's it's going to be Mothra. Um, I wish Hedorah was in this movie. Oh, that would make um, it great. Um, but so then after a period of indeterminable time, uh, the soldiers are released and they go outside. and But the twins accompany them um as like their guides or whatever uh also i guess it should be said that like the mothership like can't contact them that's a big plot point is that oh, yeah. they for the first part of the movie at least before they get to the mobile breeding city uh they can't get contact with the mothership because godzilla earth has destroyed a lot of their like attack ships and things and there's just right. like radio interference of a general kind yeah. Um, 
then there's a scene where they're kind of uh, basically uh, Miana kind of like they're kind of they're all in a group they're out in, now they're out in the woods and Miana like says something like smiles at uh, Haru and Yuko gets like jealous of this so I oh, guess yeah. Yuko is like in love with Haru now yeah maybe she was in the first movie i've literally forgotten everything about planet of the monsters but i don't think that oh, was explicitly she's a female character in uh in in this movie and of course she has to love <laughs> that's the rule apparently she <laughs> right, has to be in right. love with the protagonist for re, you know the guy <laughs> that wanted to blow up the entire ship and everyone in it if his grandpa was not um uh you know, his grandpa didn't come back on the ship he was just going to you know, pull the temple down on everyone. Um, right. So <laughs> that's that she uh, finds that attractive. Um, Yuko wanders off because she's like disillusioned by this. Be- again, because Miana smiles at yeah. uh, at Haru. Not it's not like they're engaged in coitus or anything and she's just no, like no, no. she just acknowledges him in a polite manner and is also female at the same time yes so uh, so we think so we think i don't know what's you going know, on I, honestly at this point it's like we don't know what species they yeah. are they can, and i know. don't care the point yeah. is yuko then walks away and the animators were like oh wait a minute this is a female character this is a japanese animated film oh yes and she's by herself uh Time for the tentacles. Yep, yep. Hold on. Again, it becomes hard to defend anime when this comes up, especially when it's in a Godzilla movie. And it's like, you know, if if it was like an actual octopus, maybe, like like, uh, the one from... uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, I could maybe give it a pass, but this is just like, no, you just put, you just want a tentacle porn scene. Exactly. It's, It's like, when it comes to anime... It's like Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park where he's like, life finds a way. If it's anime, like, the tentacles will find a way into the plot and, and you know, attack, shall we say, a, whoever is the, you know, the female uh, yeah. protagonist. Um, sick. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. Ne- needlessly, yeah. I, the only... She, she might as well have just been attacked by the the dragons that then come right they shoot the tentacles the tentacles die the dragons come then they have to shoot the dragons and because i guess the bullets aren't working right the 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 arrows um that shoot them work better right uh, and, and that but, that gets uh gallagher that gets Gallagher's uh, you attention. Know, yeah. I, yeah, but before we move on on this, it's like how fucking stupid. It's like exactly what you said. Exactly, just have her get attacked by the dragons, please. Yeah, but but it's just like no, because she's alone and because she's a female character and because it's an anime. It's like there's this separate monster that we have yeah. never seen before. After the you know they went to great lengths. Uh, in the previous film, with the like scanning for life forms, and like they found the uh, the dragons, and they found Godzilla. No mention of these tentacle things then. Yeah. Uh, but now, all of a sudden, there's this these tentacle monsters that can attack uh, Yuko. So, yeah, weak, sick. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> I just they don't, it's they right don't, there. It's not even text. Or it's it, not even subtext. It's text. It's, it's just text. like she gets the tentacles. She gets the tentacles. Uh, <laughs> it's like machete. It's he gets own, the women. <laughs> you know. Woman. She gets the tentacles. She gets the tentacles. Yeah. No. Jesus. Um all right. Yeah, there was just but no I reason. That was for it. They don't come up in the plot later, where it's just like, oh, hey, good thing you know those tentacle monsters were here. We were able to use those to lasso Godzilla to the, you know, oh, the yeah. big, knife, you know, or what, what, whatever. It, it was like, no, no, they were just there for that one scene for yeah. for monstering purposes. Yeah. Um, and then, so yeah, they are fighting off. They cut through the tentacles with the arrows, but then the dragons show up, and they can't quite defend themselves but then metaphys uh tanks the dragons personally he shows up with one of these tanks and he <laughs> blows them up with the tank yeah so metaphys is back uh he's still slightly disquieting in his overall presence yeah uh he may be a ghost we don't know um yeah. he because so metaphys is an alien but he's not one of the belsidians so no, he's from a different he's, race. He's from the the zealous race that is, you know, constantly preaching doom and gloom and hope, occasionally hope uh, from right. God, I, I guess. Um, yeah, <laughs> he's the um, blonde. Um, yeah. So they all at this point, and we can sort of move it along now, I guess, with the description of the plot because. If we just so now they're all together and they find the city yeah uh, i believe and then they they make a the th city there's a scene is poisonous where... to the um uh the 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 metal is poisonous like they use it in small doses on the arrows but like being near it is dangerous or toxic to them yeah. Uh, well, Miana says to Haru that the the metal is toxic, which yeah. is interesting because they do spend the rest of the movie in a city made out of it. Yeah. Um. So they first they find the city, and then they talk to the rest of the survivors, including Metaphys and stuff, and they're talking about like we're not going to leave, we're going to stay, and at least in the American dub, there's like a big crowd scene where there's people saying things like, "Yeah, I'm in." and yeah. You can count on me or whatever. And well, one person they, they contact the ship. The ship sends a rescue ship down, and it's like a question of like, who wants to stay? It's like the the Alamo. It's like okay, right. who's staying? Who's leaving? And, and um... I ju I just wanted to say very specifically, there's one person who's off camera who just yells out, "Let me stay!" And <laughs> uh, I had to write that down because I was just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, Mike, they didn't listen to uh, your notes from uh, the last episode. Uh, I guess uh, um, we, we warned them about yeah. using um, correct well, grammar. You know, I'm glad you brought that up, Nate, because maybe they did listen to our last episode because there's something. Uh, the Watching it this time around with the English dub, I now made the conscious effort to make a tally of every time anyone says however 
And uh-huh. the, the full however count for this uh, installment is uh, nine howevers, uh, including a however at the end, the post credit scene, and where they kind of go over almost the entire movie in like a sort of a weirdly paced montage. And within this montage, which lasts like a minute, they just siphon in someone saying however like a disembodied however is just like (laughs) splashed in there so it's almost like an antagonistic thing at this point it's almost as if someone did listen to this last episode of the show is like oh fuck it just we're gonna sprinkle in howevers it's not even gonna be when people are talking so that happened that's real yeah that is it sounds like i'm making it up that is real (laughs) uh so however uh so they get to mecha godzilla city and the basidian guys are just like yeah this is mecha godzilla city it's made out of nanometal it's been replicating itself for twenty thousand years blah 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 um let's it's covered by this cloud which keeps it out of godzilla's sight so that's why it's been able to be just in this area for the last 20,000 years without, you know, Godzilla destroying it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we can use this obviously as a weapon to kill Godzilla. Let's do this. And Haru agrees. And the next 45 minutes of the movie are them making the plan. Yeah. Uh, which includes a sequence where they upgrade one of the mech suits to be this vulture thing that's flying around, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. great sound design effects. I will sound say the design. sound design on the vulture is fantastic yeah it feels uh, there, there's they add some like what sounds like 80s techno music and what sounds like analog 80s like sound effects in this and that actually does add positive atmosphere to the film <laughs> yes it's just like oh, I, oh I'm watching a movie right exactly, exactly. I remember those <laughs> <laughs> do, do you do you remember movies? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, and again, there's 45 minutes of plot. Uh, yeah. it, it vaguely well, they, centers well, around the vultures getting Earth Godzilla's or Godzilla Earth's, who cares, uh, Godzilla's attention and luring him back to the city at which point they will essentially do the plan from the first movie where they like blow the shit out of him for a while and get him to use his fire breath and then like when his harpoons. spikes yeah yeah when his spikes are warming up then you hit the harpoons into his spikes and blow them up and then you can drill into them and get on a certain frequency of god knows what what am i even talking about who even yeah. cares? Um, <laughs> and that's forty-five minutes of this movie. Is yeah. them talking about this plot? And then the uh, the 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 uh, the the bald bald the James Baldwin's whatever the uh, the the Alec Balsidians. Baldwin's whatever the Baldwin's. I wish it was a race of Alec Baldwin's. Yeah, the Alec Baldwins. There we go. The Alec Baldwins uh, apparently are like fusing with the city, kind of. Uh, right. And there's and this. It's, it's clearly set up in such a way where like we're supposed to give a shit, yeah. but we don't. I I didn't. No, I was just like, oh okay. 
these characters then, I know nothing about and can't tell one from another are becoming robotic. Okay. Yeah. And then Yuko uh, defends them becoming robotic. Um, right. That They have a moment where you thought, like, oh, this is going to be like a fight which, you know, might affect the coming battle. And then she's just like, no, 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 it's okay. You don't understand. And then everyone's just like, yeah, okay. Um, right. And, yeah. So uh, they, they kind of force some, uh, some I, I guess, caring or, uh, yeah. The, the, yeah, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like, okay, well, that, that happened. And then Godzilla awakens and begins his uh, lumbering. Right. And to be clear, Godzilla does not wake up until an hour and eight minutes into the movie. Yes. <laughs> so. And he yeah. immediately unleashes a huge, you know, first first fire breath of the day all over the city. Um, right. He and, definitely switched and- to Dark Roast. <laughs> uh, and um the the city has shields so it um deflects it yeah deflects uh, most of it yeah and then it starts it, it it's lumbering towards and they're like you know oh well the harp the harpoon torpedoes that's a digimon reference um the harpoon torpedoes are not um you know up to date or whatever they're not done downloading or whatever um which you think like oh this is gonna you know be something like oh it's 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 happening too quickly and then they're like oh but then it then it becomes ready so they just again everything falls into place with with nothing wrong happening be one thing if like he with that fire breath happened too quickly and it disabled the harpoons and then it's like oh no we're gonna have to find figure out another way to kill him or something but no he keeps lumbering uh the but sorry not valkyries vulcans vultures vultures sorry the vultures then you know fly into the air and they begin their um their their defense of the the, the city <laughs> something something maybe yeah they, they, they begin plan nine uh right. um and then down. right the sort of like they could have killed godzilla here they're very close like they get him down they blow up uh his dorsal fins uh they get the harpoons in there and it's all this sort of conflict of the balsidians want everyone to absorb themselves with the nanometal into Mechagodzilla City and just give up their humanity and become efficient killing machines. And I guess we should also mention that um, the nanometal is self-replicating, so it's also discussed that once Godzilla is destroyed, there'll be nothing to keep the nanometal at bay, and it will eventually cover the surface of the planet. Right. Uh, but I had some questions about that, seeing as, like, okay, the nanometal's been replicated for 20,000 years, and it's only a city roughly the size of, like, I guess Osaka or something. Yeah. So, like, is that a real threat? Or has it has it prematurely stopped its um, sort of growth to not 
attract Godzilla's attention because it's like hidden under that fog. All these are valid questions that are never addressed yeah. by no. any speaking characters on screen. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, the, it, it's an interesting, I guess, philosophical concept that the Balsidians do bring up, and it is a moment where it's like, oh, okay, that was some interesting writing. Um, where it's like, okay, the only way to be- defeat Godzilla is to evolve further than Godzilla, therefore we have to give up our humanity uh, to do so. And that's actually a smart concept. That's that's a good question, you know. Uh, you know, because it brings up the fact that, like, okay, if we kill D- Godzilla, and, but then we have to give up our humanity, did we really win? Did we really win the planet back for us? Yeah, you know, is that worth fighting for? Um, so that that was a nice concept, I I guess, as far as you know, concepts and, and anime Godzilla with you know shamelessly shoehorned in tentacle porn. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's it's a high, high concept. Um, <laughs> and essentially. Um, Haru says fuck you to Malu Ilu Gelugu and doesn't finish off Godzilla. He ejects from his vulture, like crashes it. Or, no, 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 sorry. He, so Godzilla's like down for the count and he's kind of like, if it was a fighting game, he would have like the stars in a halo going over his head or like the little <laughs> baby birds. Yeah. You know, it's like, right, right, like a Looney Tunes cartoon. He's like dazed. It's like yeah. ready for them to deliver the haymaker to him. Finish and him. that's when all of this endless debate between Haru and Galagu is happening. It's just like, well, well Yoko's Vulcan has been damaged and she's falling down. Haru and, and Yoko has been partially absorbed by the metal. Yeah. yeah. I say. And uh, the other Baldwin brother is above them. So he has a choice either above or below. Either say Yoko. Uh, or, you know, become one with the nano metal and use that to somehow split Godzilla in half. Like, there's a right. small percentage that that could work, and that's, you know. Uh, so he decides not to do that, and, um, yeah, and then starts attacking the city. Yeah, and then he blows up. Uh, he, well, he sort of like disables the city. He makes it so the city can't initiate the final attack on Godzilla, yeah. um, and then Godzilla wakes up. So he kills Malu Ulu Gelugu, uh, and then he ejects, I guess, and sort of crashes the vulture and has Yuko, and has the most melodramatic, overly dramatic, no scene yeah. since the end of Revenge of the Sith, and it is ridiculously overdone yeah and this is another one of those things where it's like just a quiet moment of him just kind of grasping her and then kind of like kneeling down and maybe sobbing a little bit would have been infinitely more effective but they had to go full anime and have him just be like (laughs) and it goes on for like five or six seconds of screaming if he had like then ascended to the atmosphere and had a cloud said it is forbidden for you to mess with human history and had he had somehow reversed the planet's <laughs> orbit and turned yeah, back yeah, if Marlon Brando had started talking yeah. to him the ghost of Marlon Brando yeah 
Maybe I would have. <laughs> sorry, Nate. Uh, uh, sorry, Nate. No, no references to Warner Brothers superhero movies that aren't uh, BVS, DOJ, EC, or anything from the Aquaman trailer. We would also accept. <laughs> but n- n- nothing from Superman the movie, please. Keep that out of this. <laughs> Anyways, had said scenario happened, maybe I would have given it a pass. But right. no, no, it just went on and on. And then cut uh, the credits. Right. I, I think so. Like, Yuko is like in a coma. Haru yeah. is angry. Uh, yes. Ma- is dead. Uh, uh, the rest of the Balsidians are dead. I think almost everyone is dead except Metaphys has a um, sort of like there's like six other troops with him in the cave with the Haruta. Oh, and yeah. so I guess they'll join up with them in the third one. Uh, yeah. And yeah, Godzilla just walks off and he's like, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go take a nap. Yeah. This, this, af- af- this affected me in no way. <laughs> this was a minor incident this morning. <laughs> Uh, I, I will say okay after yes after Haru shoots uh, you know kind of the the HQ of uh, Mechagodzilla City Godzilla does wake up and blast the shit out of it with with his fire breath and mm-hmm. that part is pretty dope um, although again it is to be said if it's anime the destruction doesn't really count anyways because you can make the explosions as big as you want. That whole visceral, tangible destruction thing is completely lost. <laughs> but right. Whatever. Splitting hairs. Uh, yeah. So I, I did want to say Godzilla does sort of finish off the city. Yeah. Uh, but And then walks away and he's like, well, that was a fun 15-minute diversion. <laughs> yeah. You know? What's now next? sleep for another 2 billion years. Right. Um, and yeah, and then... then kind of cut to credits uh and then the credits happen and then they have a recap of like almost the entire movie uh, like in, in in hyper accelerated montage which again features that errant however that someone yeah. just says over the dialogue like whatever and then it goes back to the scene which we skipped before it, yeah. because it was happened in the fucking 45 minute planning purgatory yeah. uh, portion of the film where Haru and Metaphys are talking and it was like um, a Bugs Bunny cartoon where Metaphys was like, you know, there was some, there was a monster that was worse than Godzilla that destroyed my planet. And let me tell you what his name was right now. And then yeah. he did the Bugs Bunny thing where he leans over and he's like, yeah. you know, it was like it was I, to me. This was either uh, you know try, trying to um, trying to be like, oh hey, remember the end of Evangelion where there's about to be a big revelation and the the character's sound goes out, and we're all like, what did he say right before he you know, blows another character away? Well, um, right. It, or lost in, the, or the end of Lost in Translation. <laughs> right. Well, the first time it happens in the movie, it's just gibberish. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the, the weird Looney Tunes whispering n- noise. The Mel Blanc smathering, as it were. 
Um, and then finally, after the credits, and I, I want to say they play out this whole scene again, and it's like a two or three minute scene of them talking. Yeah. And so, and then yeah, he leans down. And he says, "It's Gidra." Like yeah. it's a big surprise. Yeah, get it. Yeah, like He's already on the yeah. teaser poster. It's like, yeah, yeah we get it. Like, yeah, what 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 was it gonna be? Manda? <laughs> right, like we we yeah. understand. It's Gidra. Yeah. And it the way it's executed, it's almost as if these guys watched every Marvel movie and saw like the, the post credit scenes and then they like took a ball peen hammer and hit themselves in the forehead like 160 <laughs> times so they barely had any brain function left and they're like post credit scene i know how that works and so what you get is just this complete misunderstanding of like pacing of a stinger because there's an art to the stinger yeah you know what i mean like even i think it what was it uh godzilla versus Megaguirus, where they had that stinger at the end, where they had all of, like, the DNA from all the other monsters or something. Yeah. Even that, as incompetent and never revisited again as it was, there's still... Like, it still fits within the confines of what we would call a stinger. Right. This scene is just a scene that we have already seen with one piece of information... Like, a long scene that we've already seen... With a piece of information that we've already figured out like an hour ago. Yeah. So it's like... <sighs> and that's what you leave us with. Yeah. So, it, it's on. No. Damn it. it. Guy Gan, maybe I would have been like, ooh, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, or Megalon. Yeah, Megalon. Something, something that isn't just like the, the, the basic bitch Godzilla lineup. Um, I mean, I think they've been used so many times now. They're called like the Big Five, where it's like an official thing where Toho's like come out with it and been like, "Yeah, it's we're just using these monsters now." Uh huh. But like, don't we understand so, that you can sell a lot more toys if you bring on a lot more monsters? Like, well, I mean, you know. it's like again, they made a Mechagodzilla Mark Four toy and sold yeah. it, like many different versions of it and that character is not in either of these films no so, and i don't expect it at all to be in the next one no um, like the city know. is destroyed yeah so unless of course they somehow find like oh you know there's a few pieces left and they, they take the two pieces and it morphs into mecha godzilla and it it and mothra um stop Ghidorah and godzilla uh uh so that's where we're at um we're at yeah yeah that's 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 city on the edge of battle yeah um all in all i, mean, I would say a better film than the previous in this series but just yeah. barely yeah i mean i didn't have to drink you know two quarts of everclear to get through it you know uh <laughs> Uh, one and a half but uh right, right. yeah uh i think it should be said that the trailer for godzilla king of the monsters 2019 came out this yes. last week and um, looks pretty good yes the trailer looks amazing um 
kind of like the teaser to the um, the last one where Precisely. it had Oppenheimer over it. Like the new trailer, I love just like I love the last trailer for the 2014. Like that was an amazing trailer, and this one is an extended trailer with the most beautiful and badass rendition of Clear de Lune I have ever heard. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, the trailer looks amazing. Uh, I'm already starting to be like, okay, I think I know what the plot is going to be, but I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong, and who knows? Maybe this will be uh, different. I mean, this movie is already starting off where it looks like it's got women with, um, what's that word? Character. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it doesn't look like either of the, 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 the female characters in this are just going to wait at ground zero for their man to show up. <laughs> He plays around right. with nukes. I, <laughs> I'll just stay here with the... <laughs> I, I'll just stay here. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's it's got 11. Uh, yeah. And it... With hair. And with hair. She has hair now. She has hair, yeah. Um, and a bunch of other people. And it, again, it's, it's sort of like this f- fool me once thing. Where the trailer to 2014's Godzilla made it look perfect, basically. And the final film, you know, was not perfect. So I will say that uh, Ford Brody's involvement in this sequel, it really looks like he's embracing maybe Aaron Taylor Johnson's earlier role from the film Nowhere Boy. Because he's not in it. Fantastic. Um, so that's a, an improvement and yeah. who knows it, like basically what I'm trying to say is the trailer looks amazing and as we found out last time that has zero bearing uh, the quality of the movie oh yeah so, this could be a case where we're just gonna you know be like watch the trailer over and over again just to have that feeling of what it could have been <laughs> as opposed to what it's actually going to be Again, we're going to have to truly reserve judgment for the final product. However, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, How- I'm just... However. Keep, however. <laughs> I'm going to keep my uh, hopes at like an even eh, eh until right. it actually comes out. Um, we're going to wait for a few more trailers to come out, see if we actually are like, okay, we see what's going on here. Um, right. If we can figure it out. Yeah. So... I mean, um, I will say just initially, uh, things that people have been talking about were, you know, people came up to me the day after this trailer and they're like, Oh, Mike Mothra is blue in it. You know, what do you think about that? And it's like, I don't give a shit. I don't <laughs> like, all I care about is if the movie is good. Haven't yeah. you learned anything yet? Like if the movie works, it's fine. If it works within yep. the movie, good. Like, that's the only thing that matters. Um, yeah. I will say it's nice to see Rodan in yeah. any capacity. I love Rodan, and so I'm very excited that either one or maybe two Rodans will be in this film. Yeah. Uh, that I'm genuinely excited about. Yeah. But for the rest of it, we'll see. I mean, obviously, Gitter is in it. You see it for like a second or whatever. Yeah. We'll see. Again, it's all it's execution dependent. You yeah. Know? And it doesn't matter how good the 
yeah, it doesn't matter how good the costume or CGI is. If it's, you know, I mean, the last Godzilla looked pretty badass, but the keyword was looked, you know, the how, how it's used is going to be the, the more important uh, factor in this. Right. So, and again, my my, you know, usual spiel, which I, you know, will continue to repeat is that the people need to be as interesting as the monsters. Um, and I think in this movie, I'm hoping that we'll actually have more time with the monsters and we're not going to, you know, pretend this is Jaws, um, again, uh, cause that's always fun. Um, you know, it could have worked for that first one. It could have, but then they decide to, you know, tantrically tease us throughout the rest of the movie. Be like, oh, are we going to show it? Are we going to show it? Uh, uh, uh. Right. Oh, you, you, you were expecting a, a good fight scene right here? Nah, uh, uh. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's next year. Yeah, that's next um, year. So it'll either be good or just a series of beam battles. <laughs> um, I also wanted to say that, I mean, it might be obvious at this point but we've decided not to do an episode about jurassic world fallen kingdom right uh, i saw it and even though it was very stupid uh it is not really a kaiju movie in the way that i think jurassic world was where you actually had very large dinosaurs throwing each other through buildings at the end mm-hmm. of that movie which is like that's enough check marks to be like okay you're in kaiju territory this one, like the second half of the movie, is just like a haunted house, and I know we did a movie about a haunted house. We did Houseu, but that's different. It was Toho, and what that cat was great. Yeah, and there was the the noodle bear as well. Yeah. So, so no Hashtag Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom episode shall take place, which is great for me because I've already forgotten the entirety of the plot. You've been listening to the Godzilla Pod War Hour. Uh, you can listen to all of our episodes on Podbean. Also, everything is available on this young startup website known as iTunes. Uh, you may have heard of it as well. We continue to be on Facebook uh, at the Godzilla Pod War Hour. Uh, we're also on Twitter under Michael Kelly at Godzilla Pod War. And uh, make sure to like and subscribe, uh, as always, and, uh, you know, comment and uh, tell us what you think. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep things active. We're keeping it going. Yep. And they keep making these things. We have to keep making episodes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Godzilla right. films themselves are not unlike the nanometal, where they're just self-replicating. And the floodgates are open. <laughs> we can't escape. <laughs> There's no escape.
Yeah.